Welcome to the Fem Powered Podcast. I'm Julieta Durante, menstrual cycle nutritionist and hormone whisperer. And I'm Nat Martin, menstrual cycle coach with a passion for all things premenstrual and periods. This is a podcast to help you navigate the world using the menstrual cycle as your compass and guide. We'll be chatting to industry leaders and women who inspire us on everything from money to sexuality, business to hormone health. Honestly, the list is endless because the menstrual cycle shows up literally everywhere. But let's be honest, we live in a world that wasn't built for and doesn't value the menstrual cycle. We are here to change that. We're here to help you learn new things about your cycle and inspire you to bring them into your life so that you can show up in a way that honors your natural rhythms and enhances your inner power. It's time to stop feeling guilty about being inconsistent and struggling with your cycle. So if you're ready to unpack its gifts, let's dive in. Welcome to the Fem Powered Podcast, episode two of season two, kind of like part two of the episode we did um, the other day, um, all around, you know, what's happening in the coaching industry, our journeys, our sort of thoughts on the messaging, which is why we are so excited to have a very, very dear friend of mine and all over like amazing business kind of I don't even know how to describe Jess. She kind of tries loads of things, is super passionate, super open about her journey. So anyway, before we go any further, this is my lovely, lovely friend, Jess Gatfield. She is living in Alignment UK on Instagram. Hello, Jess. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I know I'm like, how do I even introduce myself right now when I would have had so many different labels and things of like, oh, I'm a human design mentor or I'm an alignment mentor. And now I'm like, I don't know what my what my identity is so I'm just Jess today which is great which is nice this is what we need so thanks for having me oh you're welcome and it's honestly like I think we you know when we started talking about this theme that was coming up when Nat and I were talking we we were just like we need to have Jess on here because I know your personal journey quite well you're a very good friend of mine and you're being so open and honest about it that we were like right we need to have Jess on 100% but before we go any further we always like to do a little cycle day check-in so would you like to tell us yeah, where you are in your cycle and um, yeah, how you're feeling, all of the yeah. things. So I just had to check me up. I'm on cycle day nine. So um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I think after uh, my bleed usually lasts for about four days. So I've been, what, five days out of that. And yeah, starting to feel working my way towards ovulation. And yeah, this is kind of like a nice week for me. And next week will be a nice week as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. feeling good, feeling excited just had a two-hour driving lesson and he said it was the best lesson we've ever done I know it was like I've got my test next week so he was like right let's just do these roundabouts for like the 50th time so he was like it's the best lesson so I was like yeah I'm on fire so obviously I'm I'm giving that some day nine vibes so yeah feeling good I love that and maybe we should start thinking about when we book in things like driving tests I mean I honestly notice a difference in my driving where I am in my cycle sometimes before my bleed I'm like I'm not sure I should be on the road sometimes (laughs) because like my spatial awareness is like so I really really love that thank you and lovely Nat please share with us I know you already did a very big reveal a couple uh, in the last episode so tell us yeah hi everyone welcome Jess to the podcast as well um, I'm on day 42 and I feel good. I have extremely sore breasts <laughs> and I can feel them now just like resting my arms on the table. It's like, oh, 
and I'm pretty tired <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to lying on the sofa with Downton Abbey just being boring in the background I, shouldn't, I don't know if I should really say that but um you know it's kind of like soothing white noise in the background for a bit but I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty neutral <laughs> I guess I could say yeah quite neutral missing having the distinct phases of the cycle I must say but um yeah I'm feeling pretty good and neutral on my day 42. Thank you and I'm yeah I'm day 17 um yeah I'm, I'm good I'm just kind of like it's been a really lovely transition into this inner autumn getting shit done still quite energetic I'm actually quite liking the cooler temperatures in London like I feel I always thought that I liked hot weather and I do but it doesn't it's not the weather for for getting anything done whereas now I'm like oh that that's like nip in the air makes me feel quite motivated yeah I'm feeling quite good quite kind of focused I've been taking a couple of new supplements and I'm like oh I don't know if it's placebo or not but I'm like oh I'm feeling good I mean you know you need to give it a bit longer than a week but I, there's something there and that I'm just enjoying that kind of yeah that high energy um but on 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 the back of what you were saying that like I'm curious to see how if you can find some kind of pattern that because there will be maybe some kind of pattern to your pregnancy maybe right like I'm curious to see if every month feels different or times of the day so yeah like it's a, it's exciting to have somebody who's so in tune with her cycle experience like this whole new kind of hormonal kind of waves kind of thing mm, yeah I can tell you I'm going into my winter winter for me is evening that's like so far sleep I can tell you there's a cycle well we know there's a cycle in a day as well right depending on like how we how we are we feel like we're you know going through our spring to summer to autumn to winter so yeah cycles in everything mm. including cycles in business lovely very jacket. nice <laughs> <laughs> there a nice little segue because we so we had a really um Julietta and I kind of went off on a bit of a rant we got on our soapboxes in the last episode really just talking about not just inauthenticity but the the need for change in and I guess it's not even just the coaching space but just in the portrayal the portrayal of what life is like as a I'm going to say self-employed person even if it's like a hybrid situation like I am I have a job and I'm also self-employed especially on Instagram where we're seeing you know people sharing what they're doing what their passion is what they love what lights them up and really the conversation was also just around how can we make this more real? How can we essentially try to stop people from coming into the life of being a coach or, or any self-employed person and feeling dismayed and discouraged and giving up because the results that they think they should be having or the lifestyle that they see on their Instagram feed, you know, doesn't come after the first like what? Oh God, I almost fell off my ball. <laughs> for the first like you know year or two and you are going through at the moment what I can only describe as like fireball of a transformation and I would love to hear yeah like maybe you could just give us a little bit of a of a like history or trajectory like what has led to you like burning down everything <laughs> <laughs> Well, in true Aries style, I wouldn't be uh, <clears throat> it wouldn't be honoring that fiery, fiery self within if I wasn't doing that. Yeah, it's been for me, I find with any big change in my life, well, I've been through quite a lot since 2018. I get this niggling feeling, which is probably my spleen in human design terms. But it's this like inner knowing that something is wrong. And whether that's about people, whether that's about places, I always 
eventually listen to it I have to like there's no way I can get around it it's really like becomes all consuming and it's been like this for a couple of months now with my business and don't get me wrong like business was good at the start of this year I had loads of bookings um I did my second round of my group coaching program Nat you were one of one of uh yeah one of my clients as well which was so lovely Mm -hmm. and you know, it was amazing. And I loved human design. But what I started to find was the industry was just getting, I don't know, it's not even necessarily oversaturated. I think it was becoming sort of a popularity contest where if I wasn't getting a certain amount of likes on things, or I wasn't getting a certain amount of engagement, I started to feel really bitter. And as if all of the hard work I was putting in just wasn't even being seen or even being reached. And I know that's definitely sort of an internal thing with me that I have to, you know, really look at. That's not on anyone else. But it gets to the point where when you just become a content machine and you're trying to reach a certain amount of people, it becomes exhausting. And I had this niggling feeling, like I said, throughout summer, summer was really tough for me. It was probably the quietest months. It was actually a time when I'd invested again in into business coaching. I spent quite a lot of money as well. And to be honest, that wasn't the most aligned decision. I don't regret doing it. But what it showed me was more than anything, I need to trust and listen to myself because I was then again outsourcing my power to someone else thinking they had all the answers, which they didn't. Only I do. And I think it was just that real reminder that what I I reflected on back then was every time I've invested in a coach or some sort of external support I've actually had the worst months in my business and that's no reflection on the person I've invested in absolutely not they were all you know amazing amazing people that I invested in but what that did was and what it showed me was it took away my ability to connect with myself I was outsourcing my power etc so that was a real wake-up call for me and then it got to a couple of months ago and I relaunched um, an old offering and I thought this is, was kind of what everyone wanted. So I was like, right, this is going to bring back in that business. And it was kind of a bit crickets. Like there wasn't really m- many bookings coming through, which was frustrating and hard. But I soon realized when I was getting those bookings, I wasn't excited anymore. I was just on a call and I was like, obviously sh- showing up and giving giving that person my all. And I remember my last, my final coaching uh, call, which was about... Four weeks ago, I remember saying to her at the end of the call, I was like, you're you're my last client. She was like, oh my God, like, are you not going to do this anymore? And I was like, I have to be honest with you. Like, I've loved this session. She was so wonderful. But I just said, my heart's not in it anymore. And for me, the most important thing was I could have sat and carried on doing this. And for the last few months, business had really, really picked up. So I was like, well, bookings are coming in. I'm not promoting anything. Oh my God, maybe like this is going to be my big thing. And I thought, I cannot sit and take money from people if my heart's not in it anymore. And that's when I knew I was like, right, this is, it's never really been about the money. Obviously, that's a really nice byproduct and it's helped keep this roof over my head. I've had to now change my working pattern to suit this transition. So I've had to, and, and G knows this as well, I've had to take a step back of going up to four days in my day job to kind of, support me throughout this which has been a really fucking hard excuse my French but really hard decision to make when I've you know worked three days for the last year um but for me it was like I can't take that extra money from someone when my heart's not in it anymore and I wasn't looking forward to sessions and I never want that and I never ever want to put that energy out there where it's like oh wow you paid me you know 100 and something quid and like I'm half-assed about it like never ever do I want that to be even that that energy even for me to have that but for someone else to even have like the thought of them feeling that is just horrendous for me because it just is is inauthentic so it really was yeah in the last two months I've kind of started shutting everything down 
archived all my human design posts and then yeah recently I had uh, a really really intense energy healing session which has cleared a lot of trauma in my body a lot of stuff that I've been holding on to for quite a long time and after that one of the things that came up in it she said she was like I know you're here to talk about PTSD but she was like your business is like it's you're gonna have a whole transformation she was like your whole business is gonna basically re- be reborn as you are without getting too woo woo but yeah we I, I literally was just after that came off that call a few days later I was like fuck it I'm literally archiving everything I'm going back to making reels of you know pissing about and doing things that I enjoy really kind of reclaiming my voice and reclaiming my power and really saying a big f you to the coaching industry because I really think it's got so toxic and like you were saying I think they're selling people a dream that actually is it's not that it's not achievable for so many of us but it's not realistic and I think it's actually understanding that you have to make a lot of sacrifices you're also not just going to jump from a nine to five straight into making six figures that doesn't for some people maybe that has worked but from every single person I know and or pretty much all of my friends are self-employed that has not been the case for them so yeah it's been like I just knew I needed to make this jump and for me I've realized as well because someone shared with me the other day they were like can you not try and do human design with something else and I was like I don't actually think I even want that as part of my identity anymore because I think what's happened is it's become really restricting and it's an amazing system and it is you know changed my life I know I've helped change other people's lives through it and that I'll never be able to you know I'll, I'll like we can't take that away now that's happened but for me to be my fullest expression like it has to go and I feel like with me it's very much an all or nothing energy so starting again feels like the only thing I can do so yeah for the last like month to two months I've been in this limbo of what am I doing but also feeling happier than ever so there's my TED talk thanks for coming (laughs) brilliant thanks (laughs) I love it I love 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 it and I love particularly what you said around um you know like you you are not feeling lit up by these people coming through your door and this this thing of like they are paying you their hard-earned money we spoke about this in the last episode you know this this obsession with like 10k months and and all of that it's like but this this 10k is money that people have like worked really hard for and they are like trusting you with it you know it's not they're not just giving you money because they like you so well I mean maybe they kind of are but you know what I mean like it's it's a hard-earned thing and and I think there is this like respect that is needed to remember like this is someone's life that you're talking about here it's their you know whatever they're moving through it's their life and it's their money and you're right like if you're not feeling lit up by it then that's a very different energy to go into a space where you're you're holding and you're listening and you're supporting and you're guiding as you know like as opposed to you know, really going in there and feeling like, oh, I'm so happy to be here with you and let's do this. So yeah, I really love that. Really, really love that. And something that I wanted to say as well was you make such a good point, you know, when you're like, I realize that I'm, I have the answers. And actually that when I first came into coaching many years ago, that's what the, the coaches that I kind of came into contact said, that's the point of coaching. A good coach will bring out the answers in you but I feel that message has got completely lost. And now that a lot of the coaching industry is like, follow my method. Mm-hmm. And it completely disregards what I think is like the kernel of coaching, which is like, 
we all have this inner wisdom. Sometimes it's clouded because of things that have happened or we don't have enough confidence, but a good coach, you know, if you say to a coach, I want to, I want to launch something backwards, you know, that coach would be like, tell me, you know, rather than actually pay me 20k and I'll give you my method you know so I love that you said that and I love that you are now like I know that you shared online you don't even know where you're going next but what is very obvious is that you're just almost like following your joy for those of you who don't follow Jess she is like a massive metal head it's hilarious like it's like brilliant she's just like and all her reels recently have been like had a little bit of a, a, a great song to them or whatever. And that's been really because I've known you, you know, a long time now. And I've always known that part of you. But other people and you not that you've hidden it. Of course you haven't. But, you know, now it's really coming out and I can see that that fire and that passion in you. And you may not have an actual direction, but you're starting, like you say, to just really trust in yourself. And I really think that's one of the key issues is that the coaching industry has been hijacked by this message of follow my my method because my method is a good one yeah. so yeah I mean I think I would love to ask you a bit more about when this you know because that moment when you listen to yourself that's one of the things I've always really admired in you like you you're no bullshit with yourself <laughs> like you're just like oh, I'm feeling this <laughs> so mm -hmm. and, and maybe that is part of your astrology or your human design but yeah tell us a bit about that process of when you start having that feeling and then it's like you know because like you say like we were just saying you could easily ignore that and go do you know what I'm just going to carry on seeing clients because it's bringing in money so I'd love to just go a little bit more into that tell us about your process and how that kind of like looks and feels yeah so I guess for me like I kind of briefly mentioned my kind of start of my spiritual awakening journey as we say and we'll do this in quote marks because what does that even mean anymore was in 2018 where for six months I sat on a very big decision that I knew I needed to make was leaving behind a relationship a job and uh kind of moving away from the life that I'd built and ever since then I mean that was a, like a real big intuitive download where I went into a meditation and it was said to me by myself like you need to leave so for me there's probably always this fear that like if I don't listen soon enough, that that voice is going to get so loud that it's going to shake everything, right? And it's going to, everything's going to crumble all at once, which is what happened to me back then. So I think I'm very mindful now of noticing and spotting the signs when things aren't right. And for me, it's, it's all completely energetic. Like everything for me is energetic. It's knowing when something doesn't feel aligned anymore. And in the last or even in the last two two to three years I've lost a lot of I say lost a lot of friendships I've outgrown a lot of friendships you know other people have outgrown me my situations and circumstances have changed and although maybe to a kind of outsiders without being in this community it may seem quite like sporadic for me it's always trusting that I know what is best and when things do feel like the expiry date has come then I have to really trust and honor that it's time to let that go and that's been really hard but I think it's knowing that if you're brave enough to to make space and sit with yourself, whether that's through meditation, for me, the biggest thing has been gardening. I found I don't meditate as much now as I used to. And that's one of the things I think I was doing that for a tick box. Again, this is the thing with the spiritual community of the things you need to do X, Y, Z to become X, Y, Z. I've kind of thrown all of that out the window at the moment. It's something that our mutual friend Hannah calls the Cocoa Pops moment where you're just like saying fuck it to everything and just like eating Cocoa Pops on the sofa, watching trash TV. Like this is, I've, I'm in my Cocoa Pops phase <laughs> at the moment. So shout out to Hannah for that. But yeah, it's really just been about, yeah, gardening. That's what I was saying. 
so if, yeah gardening for me was something where it was really mindful but that's where I found a lot of stuff was coming up of like cool like this needs to be looked at this needs to be looked at this needs to be worked through so finding something that you enjoy whether that's cleaning gardening meditating walking whatever it is somewhere where your mind can be quiet so you can allow that to come through and that's definitely been that for me and with this decision it has been for a good couple of months I knew something needed to change but I thought okay right let's be the the proper responsible coach let's pivot let's like make a new business plan and try and find another modality to link with human design and all of these things I was just forcing and I was like my body one it needs an absolute break I think I'm chronically burnt out from years of of working and at times pushing and not that it's always been hard there's been times where it's been easy but it's also been you know it's a huge thing starting a business whilst you know still working full-time and or even working part-time and having to keep a roof over our heads I think a lot of coaches forget that like we have lives that we have to pay for like we can't just all just leap and jump and oh, don't worry, like the abundance codes are going to save you. Like the fucking not. Like <laughs> bailiffs knocking at your door. You can't say, yeah, I'm going to manifest my way out of this or meditate my way out of it. It's like it doesn't, there's this real disconnect from I think real reality, which probably comes from a place of privilege, et cetera, et cetera. But I think for me, it's like really trusting those those inner nudges and it's like I think the way it comes through for me is I'll just have this knowing of like something's just not right and you need to look into it so that's when I've spent the last probably four or five months really playing with this idea of okay what would I do if I didn't do human design and now it's come to the point where I knew that my own healing needed to take priority and now it's been like okay well what identity are you hiding behind is this really feeling liberating and showcasing all of you or is this just kind of keeping you stuck? And I think for me, it has become an identity that, you know, at points I was too scared to kind of like even show anything else that was non-human design related because I thought, well, people are going to switch off to that. And now I've gone so far the other way where, I mean, I've lost so many followers in the last few weeks, which I'm kind of laughing at because I just think, you know what, the people that are here for me as a person, regardless of what I teach and, you know, or whatever I share, they're the people that are going to stick by. And I think it's just remembering that the more I can show up and be my truest self, the more I'm going to attract all of these opportunities, whatever they look like. So I'd say for anyone that's kind of in this state where they know that maybe a relationship's not right anymore or a place or a person or, you know, something in your business is just to take that time to, to listen and really get curious and ask why, because if you ignore that, it will show up in a way that is probably quite catastrophic. And, you know, having had that where I literally burnt everything to the ground, again, I have a, there's a theme here of burning things to the ground. Maybe that's where I find comfort in chaos, but um, that's probably a trauma response. But I think, yeah, just remembering that you have full autonomy over your life and, and what it is you choose to do. So if something's not feeling right anymore, you need to be brave enough to actually dig a little deeper and and see see what you uncover. So yeah, I hope that helps. Yeah, something that just came to my mind and it came to mind when you were speaking last time as well was this kind of concept around, you know, like our own individuality. So I know that human design is really all about deconditioning so that you are able to be who you are instead of being like everybody else. And I just had some images that came to my mind where I was thinking, you know, Julietta was talking about 
you being a metalhead, but that, you know, not many people knew that. And you've just mentioned like you're now sharing things that are not nothing to do with human design at all. And it just made me realize how, you know, we kind of, we start our businesses or the things that we're interested in because it's like an extension of ourselves. It's what makes us tick. It's what is like our natural gift, the things that we do, you know, like the things that we do easily that no one else can do. It's like what our gift is. And then we go into this, like, okay, I'm going to be self-employed now. And I'm going to, you know, have my Instagram page, my website and everything. And we end up all being the same, you know, there's like, everyone ends up looking the same. And I feel like a lot of the work is to actually decondition yourself so that you can become like actually who you are authentically. And I think this is also one of the reasons why I personally find it really strange when people just, they only talk about the things that they are like selling essentially on their Instagram, because, you know, if you have, if you're, if you work in HR and you've got a coaching business, like the HR part of you is so valid it informs so much probably without you even knowing it of like how your business runs and your values and everything else and like I find it odd when people don't share the music that they're into and you know the place the place where they live and like just what they do apart from like the you know the business stuff that's all looking the same as everyone and especially like with these reels that trend with audio and it's like everyone's just kind of like doing yeah doing the same thing in slightly different ways and so I really loved like what you said about the people who are not interested are just unfollowing you whereas the people that are still following you it's like they actually want to know like who are you what is who are you what are you what are you here like I'm interested in you. I'm following you. I'm I'm giving you space in my world, in my mobile phone. I'm giving my attention, my time. And I actually want to know about you. You know, like uh, Julieta. I love seeing Tilly. I love seeing when you're in Spain. I love, you know, like, because it's like, oh, like that's who she is. It's like an extension of her. It's what makes her tick. And I find it odd when people don't do that. And I understand privacy and, you know, like wanting to, not wanting to overshare, but I just find it a very strange thing. And so I love that you're, you know, just just being you essentially, because you're right. Like that's your vibe is what's going to attract the right opportunities to you. And you can't, that can't happen if you're hiding yourself. It's just not possible. So mm-hmm. I really love that. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally, totally agree. And I think this is what I'm coming back to now with realizing, like you were saying, you know, even just being that that consistent state of selling that's what I was in for so long because I thought that's what I needed to do and what I think I found really hard for ages was how to provide value but also still sell my services and I think there's again this is probably something I need to work on or look at but I think what I found now and one of my friends reflected this back to me yesterday they're like we're starting to really see your like joker self she was like you're here to entertain people and make people laugh and I think I was like, well, that's just me just like being silly and like messing around. But maybe that is part of what I'm here to do. And not saying that, you know, that's the thing that's going to make me money. Mm. But it's also like, that's a huge part of me just having this really childish, silly side of, (laughs) you know, just messing around with Juliet and knows so well. But it's kind of like remembering that there's no one size fits all. And I think for so long, I became so serious in, right, well, my posts have to be like this or the reels have to be selling X, Y, Z. And actually even though I was intending to offer value, I don't necessarily know if I ever, not that I ever was, because I know I did, but 
it's that thing of like I think when you become so fixated on having a call to action having adding value and all of these things it actually takes away your natural ability to do that without even trying and I think so much of this this is all to do my Saturn return as well mine's all about my self-worth and value and I think I finally got to a point where I'm like cool I am valuable and worthy without the human design mentor title without all of these things that I've kind of put on me and put on this pressure on myself to show up a certain way it's like I'm worthy and valuable when I'm just you know like putting on some metal outside and just pissing around like that I'm still worthy of people's you know laughter or or attention or not that it's an attention seeking way but you know what I mean where it's like actually being worthy to just show up rather than having to have this real strict plan where I think for so long I thought I was making content from a really positive place but I think you get into that pattern of not regurgitating necessarily the same message but it became like that and I think I started to realize that I could have definitely got lost in the crowd of of mentors just because yeah maybe I was sharing some really great informative content but people didn't see me or see those parts of me like you've shared um and that's what's so important now and I think my message moving forward is really about yeah that deconditioning and just being authentic like that's my biggest thing for people like liberate yourself have fun don't take life too seriously because like it is really short and I think it's just remembering that you know we don't have to all be clones of these six-figure coaches and what they're selling and another really important thing which I hope one of our our mutual friends doesn't mind me sharing I won't share her name but she's been um traveling a lot and had been to Bali and one of the things she shared with us was that so many of the people that she met out there the life coaches these mentors their whole lives are a lie like it's all a lie she was like they're they're literally they have no money they are selling to literally everyone to try and you know make some money and it's all just this facade they're sharing all of these things on their instagram and she's seeing that but then seeing them maybe i don't know sitting in a coffee shop or or doing something that really doesn't align with this lifestyle they're portraying and i just thought wow like that is that is the dream that is sold is this self-employed life in in Bali or in these you know this laptop lifestyle but the reality is not actually that and I think it's remembering that we can show different sides of ourselves we can show the hard times I think that's been a big thing for me is actually showing when I'm struggling and showing when things aren't going right but also letting people know that it's okay that maybe your business hasn't worked out in the first two years but you're only going to fail when you quit and for me, this is absolutely not quitting. This is just taking a pause to know what the heck I'm doing next. So, um, yeah, I think it's just giving people that permission slip to just show up as they need to. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. I know. So, so much fire in there. And I've got a few things that I want to say, even make notes. So, first of all, I need to tell everyone that Jess does the most hilarious accents. So, one of Jess's best things is just her, especially her Aussie accent. And she, we have Aussie friends and she doesn't offend them. So, that's all right. But they're mm-hmm. brilliant. They're just really, really, really funny. And when we went on a weekend the, away, like, I, I was just struck by how funny you are. Like, you're really quite naughty and impish and kind of like just really funny actually and um I mean I know I I know lots of different sides to you but like you say that that doesn't always come across for whatever reason and, and lots of people have shared that before um the other thing I want to share with you is like I I feel that your for for all the stuff we say about Instagram your handle kind of still has the core of who you are like living in alignment right like 
it's there in some and and I think every time you've done something whatever iteration it has kind of like been in there's always been this sense of being aligned and I think you know that the core of what you're saying and doing is there in that name like living in alignment and that could have meant before meditating pulling cards and it was human design and I love the way that you're you're always like very like I'm this is not for me anymore because so many people could still be like oh shit maybe I'll do card reading with human design now and you know you're like actually that's enough and that for me is true alignment it's really saying this isn't serving me anymore so I love that I wanted to ask you a little bit more now because Nat you mentioned this about you know people who maybe have an HR job but are also a coach and everything else wanted to really maybe if we can spend a bit of time talking about day jobs hybrid working your feelings around that you know you you shared how you were you you went down to three days now you've gone up to four days I know you and I have spoken about this like outside of the podcast but could you please give us like a little bit more about how you're feeling about your day day job now how you felt in the past and yeah because Mm. we were talking about this in the other episode which was like there seems to be this shame about sharing that we have day jobs and what it does it becomes really actually quite damaging because we all we sometimes get the impression that people are living their best coaching lives and making a huge amount of money and then we actually find out they do have a corporate job and there's you know there's no shame in it but there seems to be a lot of shame around it so yeah it you know I would love for you to share a bit around that yeah definitely god yeah I've held so much shame around having a day job for god the last I've been there three and a half years and yeah, I don't even know why. I think I think it is just this industry where I think for so long I did I also denied that part of myself. Bear in mind I work in charity. Like I am so grateful for the job I have. I still manage to help and impact lots of amazing young people. Some of them are absolutely little shits, but um the work that the, the charity that I work for and the work that we do is getting young people into jobs is so important and empowering young people, right? Helping them to find their their career path. And you know, it is something I probably and maybe this is what's going to come off the back of this that I actually do share about that a bit more. But I've always kept that very, very separate. And I find with me a lot of it is kind of like I compartmentalize. But I know what I've done over the years is that has been damaging because for some people I'm like, yeah, I work in charity. For other people, I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm a business owner. And actually it's it's valid and I'm valid like I'm worthy in having both and I think it's for me a lot of that and I have shared about a a bit on my Instagram um and I know I have on my podcast that you can still be a successful business business owner whilst having another income that's supporting you and I think this kind of like it's almost this starving artist um kind of yeah this sort of persona that for us to really you know be successful in our business we have to literally like strip ourselves down to nothing we have to really be on the breadline and like putting our absolute heart and soul into things which that does discredit people that do have that extra financial income from that stability and for me you know I was I was made redundant back in April and I had that option then to fully take the leap which I was really considering doing but for me and as part of my human design I knew that me trying to go all in and putting that pressure on my business to you know afford to live just outside of London like to even exist is a lot of money um I wouldn't have been able to do that for my business that would have been potentially tripling my business income just on a monthly basis to even survive and it's like I why am I going to put pressure on something that I love to to feed me because I knew then that that would everything would just fall apart then so I was thankfully reapproached by my same day job and I'm now in a different 
uh, a different department and um, working actually in the more corporate sector, which I love. And it's been really great. And for me, you know, I, I have hybrid working. I work two days in the office. I work two days at home. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility. And it's a place where I have actually felt really valued. And it's the place that I've worked at the longest. And for me, it's like I'm still doing something good and worthwhile whilst building my business. But I know for so long, I really was in denial. It was that thing of like, right, well, I've done my five days a week. Then I dropped down to four for two years. And then my manager was like, look, you can drop down to three. This was never even really approved at my job anyway. My manager before he left kind of put a lot of things under the carpet, which I love him for because, hey, I've managed to work three days a week at a job that definitely had to be five days a week. But he somehow made it work and he was like, look, you can do two days a week, then you can go down to one. So that was always the aim of like, right, I'm getting out of this. I've got to move forward. And obviously circumstances have changed and living costs have increased. And for me, it was like, you know, my partner and I had this conversation where I said, like, what do we do? Like, I'm not making this extra income. And he said, well, can you go up to another day at work? And for me, it was like, oh, my God, I'm now taking this step backwards of like, oh, the shame that I've had to ask for extra money from my corporate job. But the reality is, and knowing that when I get this paycheck this month, like, I'm not going to have to stress about Christmas. And, you know, for me, sometimes we have to understand that being comfortable and being safe and secure and stable is so important because without that stability and security we can't make decisions from a good place we're going to be making decisions from lack we're going to then be pushing we're going to then be selling from this icky place and people feel that energetically people feel that and I know people have felt that when I've done that myself and I feel that from other people when they're selling from a place of lack so it's like for me it's just really giving people that permission slip that, yeah, you can have a, a, a day job or a side, you know, a part-time job or even work full time. There was a time when I was doing five days a week and have my business, but my whole mindset was different then because it was like, oh, I have very limited time to do business stuff. So almost actually it was probably from a healthier space where I was doing things then. So there's been a part of me that's thought, do I just go back up to five days so I can really give myself that like, right, you've got to make every minute of your spare time count and there's a different there's a different shift there so yeah I think it's it's I don't know why there's so much shame around it I think again it's selling this false this false dream that as soon as you go self-employed you're gonna have everything you want and it's not true it is hard and also I'm sorry the system is so corrupt it is not set up to really hold and nurture people that that have their own businesses there is a lot of you know hurdles and things we have to go through it's not the norm there's so many other things that you have to learn and do yourself which you know I'm, I'm grateful I see all my friends doing that and I can ask for advice but you know I have no one in my family to model this off of I don't know anyone in my family that is self-employed or is self-employed now maybe they've had stints at it um, my parents have always been like no work in corporate like work your way up you know to a really high salary and that's what I know my parents want for me but that's not what I want so it's kind of like there's there's a lot for us to learn but I think getting rid of this shame and this stigma around having a day job has to go and maybe that's something I do want to talk about more because I know a lot of clients that I've had really came to me with that of like you know how how can you help me to like leave my job and it's like but if that's keeping you safe and secure right now how can you build build on top of that because if you're going to put yourself in a really tough financial situation of course we want more time to do things we love but sometimes we have to make those sacrifices that 
are the most adult choices and that are going to support us in the long run um, and give us a better quality of life because we can have all that time to spend on the things we love but if we're doing that when we're really stressed and burn out because we're literally trying to scrape money together for me that was not a life that I wanted to choose I'm still working towards being self-employed but for me right now where I'm in this state where I don't know what I'm doing for me it's more important for me to fall back on a corporate job than it is for me to be literally robbing people of their money for me selling a service that I no longer fully truly believe in anymore and for me that is more important I know there's people that will still be doing that and whether that's from a good place or not I think I know for me being you know authentic and true to myself is more important right now than um yeah than than pursuing that that kind of same path so yeah I hope that helps someone so much integrity in there and I really love that really so it's really echoing a lot <laughs> of what we spoke about um, in the last episode that like, you know, you're right, like living pretty much anywhere, I would say probably now, um, you know, you have to have a certain amount of money that comes in and it's not always possible to, you know, just, oh, let me quickly double or triple my income, you know, for each month so that I can cover all of this and still be comfortable. So, yeah, I really love that you um, are listening to yourself in that way and just being like, well, sod it you know like I've <laughs> got a job here and you know like I said um to Juliette when we were talking in the last episode you know for me having a job that's not related to my business is really nice because it's like brain switching off time you know yeah. I just go and I do something else and you know like I'm not I'm not sitting and focused and obsessing on you know numbers and engagement and KPIs and all of that kind of stuff like it's it's of course you need to have a, a certain level of focus when you're self-employed and you do need to be able to kind of measure your growth and all of these, like you do need it. It's not like, you know, I'm not going to say you don't need that stuff, but it can get obsessive. And, and so for the people who do have like a job on the side or a main job, like perhaps another way to look at this is, well, this is a job that keeps me safe, that pays my bills, that puts a roof over my head, that puts clothes on my children. And it's also a, a bit of like brain space me where I don't have to think about content and and you know what offers am I going to create next year and all of that I can just kind of like switch off and just go be another side of me as opposed to the business side so yeah really 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 love that can identify with that a lot thank you yeah I agree like I think you know we were talking yesterday about this I think it's another one of these like you know we're talking about this message about coaching kind of no longer kind of really being authentic in the sense that it brings out the best in us but this is also this underlying message this real shame around oh having a corporate job and you know like and I think especially in these times you know without again we said this the other day being negative Nellies and going about oh the financial situation whatever the reality is that there is a lot happening in the world at the moment in terms of our finances, our energy bills, all these kind of things. And actually not to acknowledge that is like one of the biggest gaslights ever. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, and that's happened to me before. I felt guilty because I was like, oh, Ooh, I'm feeling a bit fearful about investing X amount in a coaching thing. And the implication has always been like, well, that's your, you're the one that's not abundant. You are the one that's not trusting enough. You're the one that's not leaping enough. And I look back on it now and I'm like, fuck <laughs> I really wish I'd listened to myself so this really ties up with your kind of like listening and really trusting 
you know that that instinct and that message and burning things to the ground again and again and again and having a day job allows you to do that and how wonderful is that right like um because we've also both share um jess and i have quite similar astrology well as varies in our chart but we also have that is that line four isn't it that line four in human design which is all about stability and security and i feel that as well you know like it's a thing that freaks me out again and again and again and it's really important to be aware of that and you know i haven't made a big investment in my business in, in a lot quite a long time now and you know what it feels so good like it really does like you know i pay for all my usual stuff and i've got an assistant i've got an accountant i've got people supporting me in a very practical way and i've got all the stupid systems i have to use but there's nothing else coming out and you know what that feels so fucking good because i'm like oh i don't need to worry about paying this high-end you know coaching program or some other like somebody who's doing me this funnel that's going to earn me millions that clearly isn't do you, do you know what I mean? So that feels really, really good to me. And it's so nice. I feel so much better. And, and that's where I create from a place of real abundance because I can, I don't have to worry if I only sell one thing, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's kind of like, I've got that lovely sense of security. So, so yes, thank you. Um, do you have any other questions now? Anything else you, you wanted to ask um, Jess well, before we, we kind of wrap up? really I mean I'm I my natural question would be like so what's coming next you know yeah, I'm like too. I'm so intrigued to see like what is gonna come out of all this um but you know as you've just as you said in the beginning like you don't know <laughs> it's kind of like throwing everything up in the air and just like who knows how they're gonna land so yeah I don't I don't actually have any like specific questions I just I think it's amazing um that you know you yeah that you're doing something that by a lot of people would be perceived as drastic you know and I mean I can relate to it you know for me it was the same with yoga I was like I just can't anymore and um you know it's it will always be a part of my life and that the practices and the and the, the, the the more philosophical things they are there you, you don't unlearn these things but it it is a beautiful and scary um decision to make to kind of just say screw all this like this isn't working for me and so I guess it's less of a question more of just a like you know big pat on the back for, for doing it and for being so open about it as well you know I feel like um you know I'm, I follow your emails and your Instagram and you know like I can really see that you're on this path and I'm really intrigued just to see like what comes next <laughs> me yeah. too yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> no and I think for me like the biggest thing that I've wanted to do throughout this like journey is share because I think people just don't talk about this stuff um and I found that and I know some of my friends have shared that they're taking a lot of comfort in where I'm at in this journey of like oh my god like I needed this when I was going through xyz and that's what I want to help people with is like life is not linear like we are not just constantly growing and you're going to hit times in your life where you're having to have difficult conversations or you're losing friendships or relationships or moving cities or whatever it is or your business isn't working out like no one's documenting or talking about these things but everyone's going through this at some point and I just think we're just denying parts of ourselves if we're not sharing this part of our journey um and for me I am an open book I really take pride in in well trying to be as authentic as possible but also being transparent and being vulnerable because for me that's what I know that I value in other people um 
and I have nothing to hide like you know for me it's like you know this is this is it this is what I want to do and this has been the path I've been dedicated to for the last four years and yeah living in Lyme and it's still that that thread running through but I know yeah for, for next I mean I've been doing a lot of woodwork I've been doing a lot of stuff with my hands there's a lot of some form of healing it's going to be something I don't know what whether that is physical or kind of energy healing but we shall see what happens um but I think just in the meantime yeah just continuing to share making people laugh sharing from the heart and following my intuition because yeah I I'm really excited to see what happens next but just fully surrendering um for the first time I think I say this every time but it's really just like, no, you know what, actually, you've burned everything to the ground. Let's just have some fun. And for me, I can't just sit back and like do nothing and not create content. Like I love doing that, but it's coming now from a place of like genuine love and passion rather from like, oh my God, what four pieces of content do I need to make this week? How do I appropriate this audio? Like the thought of sitting, I used to sit and scroll through all of the real audios and the thought of doing that now just makes me want to throw up. So I'm like, right, what songs have I been listening to on repeat that I can pick up some lyrics from or I can scream a shout about? Or, yeah, I don't know. I just think just really trying to merge my actual truest self and a bit of more of my day, day-to-day life in with my business so that, you know, maybe one day I'll move so that my name is actually just my name. That's something I've been so resistant to do is sharing my actual name and that's probably because I work in charity and just being we have to be quite private about things so trying to be discoverable but also hidden um so I think that's also a bit of a an identity block for me but hopefully one day I can move towards just Jess being this whole you know everything encompassed rather than all of these different split off identities so that's a good part of the deconditioning journey I'm still figuring out but yeah thanks for being here on the ride yeah along for the ride and thank you for having me on the podcast especially at this point where I'm like I don't even know what I am anymore or what I'm doing but this is what makes it so exciting so and yeah yes, thank yes. you too and honestly I think this is a this was just like the perfect time to have you on because if it's like a really open honest conversation right it's not like we're saying one thing but like in our hearts we're like fuck I don't even believe in human design and I know that you still have there's elements of human design in your life I get that but like you know you're like oh I've got to come across as if I really give a shit about this but deep down I'm like question all of it so you know like it's really refreshing to have you on because you're like I don't know what I'm doing and that's what we need to talk about and somewhere there I think that's where your real like what's the word that's where you're not talent but your your core message is there somewhere you know it's just obviously now waiting for maybe something to develop into something else but I think living in alignment speaking your truth sharing being vulnerable that's always been part of your journey so I can't I cannot wait to to see what unfolds and it maybe like takes a while to get to something else and maybe it doesn't get to something else that we were even thinking of or whatever but I think that's really important as well so thank you thank you thank you again for for coming on today thank you for having me Oh, well, I think we're going to um, go good, say goodbye now. And uh, yeah, looking forward to whatever episode three. Don't even know what that's about. So uh, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us spread the menstrual cycle love by rating and leaving us a review and sharing this with anyone who you think needs to hear it.